Welcome, everybody. Hey, how are we? It's Bo's birthday. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Sorry for our tardiness. My co-host, the birthday boy, to his right. Uh, everybody in the Arizona media room made Bo a cake. And they were they were divulging in some red velvet before the show, but now he's <laughs> with us uh, after running up, getting his cardio in on the stairs. But in all seriousness, welcome in your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast, Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable, Tons of great engagement in the chat. Tons of great insight and information today. But first, I turn it over to the birthday boy. That's right. I talked to the Cardinals media relations staff today. Said it's my birthday. Can you give me that one-on-one -on -one with Kyler Murray? And they said, "No, who, get out of her face." They said, "Who are you? Yeah. Or, what, can I you see your here? credential, please?" Yes. And then they said, uh, "Security might need to escort somebody out." And say, "Oh, it's the guy from PHNX. It's okay. Take your place in the corner of the press room again." No, it was uh thank you for the the warm well wishes of my yes. on my birthday to our staff here at Page and X and everybody in my tweets. Uh beyond grateful for everybody. Excited for the next year. Um, and then you know, we get out see this practice, and it was uh a bit of a turd. It was it was light day, it was a low tempo day for the Arizona Cardinals. And as far as on the practice field, there wasn't a whole lot going on, but off the practice field in the press room. Defensive coordinator Nick Rollis giving us some updates on some position battles and some progress from some players. And then Johnny's favorite, Clayton Toon, took the podium, and we heard from the Cardinals' rookie quarterback. Uh, can't wait to deep dive all that today. Yeah, Clayton Toon, he doesn't celebrate birthdays. He just throws footballs. The same thing cannot be said, however, for Colt McCoy. We're going to talk about that later. First, though, we got to see Nick Rollis today in the flesh with the media, being able to talk about everything as it relates to this defense. It was teased in the show title. I think it's a, it's a low bar for some, but, I mean, he is going to be compared like we do with JG and Cliff Kingsbury. Nick Rollis, who is under 30 years old, I believe is the youngest coordinator not defensive coordinator but the youngest coordinator currently in the nfl he is going to be compared to vance joseph like it or not at least are in these early stages and bo we talked a little bit off air today it's just like is does is there enough for him to work with to be able to have success with this group and i think back seven check i like this group we've talked about it edge rushers i like the promise you get b joe Jalari back Majay sanders comes back i i think this group is going to find you know one to two guys that can produce the defensive line is is a question mark, but Bo, you spoke with him today, and he does not seem to be concerned. No, he doesn't. He seems a bit bullish on the group. Uh, I asked him early in the press conference, and we have his answer just on the Cardinals' defensive line play. Yeah, it's yesterday was was eye opening for me putting the pads on because I thought I thought they did a great job in the run game, and it's a chance to to work some power rushes a little bit more. And I thought they were collapsing the pocket well. Um, it is a good group from top to bottom. And there's really good competition in there right now. Um, looking, looking to see who's going to take the next step, not just in the run game, but as rushers, which is what we're going to, you know, get to see here as we get going with some pads and get into some scrimmage um, later in the week. But overall, I, I think the competition in that room is is great. I'm I'm happy with where they're at. And that's that's fine, right? I mean, it could be some hyperbole. We don't know Nick Rollis too well. We don't know if he's going to be Bruce Arians and saying, you know, like Blaine Grabert's the best third-string quarterback in the NFL, uh, and you don't know how to take that. But it's a big question mark. The biggest question mark maybe in the NFL, NFL.com had him as the top question mark in the league, you know, earlier this offseason. And, you know, that, that should give a little 
relief to Cardinals fans. I, th- I think like the Arizona Cardinals coaching staff, if you're going to put belief in the Arizona Cardinals coaching staff, which is a, a group of relative unknowns, right? And they've proved you uh, to, to giving you some confidence in that staff. If, if Nick Rollis is say he likes the guys in that room right now, all, even though you don't know who they are, if, if he thinks that there's great competition and there's some players there, I, I'll, I'll, need, I'll, I'll, I'll believe him for right now. Absolutely. I like this comment from Greg. Kept a straight face while talking about the defensive line. Impressive. It was impressive because uh, I, I think if you played man on the street with average Arizona Cardinal fans uh, coming from the stadium, coming into the stadium and ask them, name three players that play defensive tackle for this team. It would be difficult for people to do that. Um, and, you know, I put it out there. You put it out there, Bo. It's like this unit very much is what it is this year. And it's up to Rallis and his head coach and Jonathan Gannon, who is a specialist on defense, as we know, to make the most of it. And I don't know. I, I feel like certainly Vance Joseph had more to work with last year with JJ Watt and Zach Allen. Zach Allen presumably looks good with our friends at DMVR and the Denver Broncos. Like that's what they had. But if you remember, like the Cardinals weren't good against the run last year, they haven't been good against the run for, it seems like the tenure of, of Kyler Murray's time in Arizona. So like, I think that's where we have to start. Like if this team can be stout up the middle of the defense and, and play the run well, you know, the pass rush be damned because so many times last year, this team would just, they couldn't even get the third down. Remember, Bo? They they just, for so many instances, second and third down conversions, or excuse me, first and second down conversions, quick possessions, long runs, gashing the defense. And, and that was supposed to be your strength last year. You had Watt and Zach Allen. And then in the middle, you had Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. It's like, well, what's not working here? Well, we know what was what wasn't working. It was the coordinator. It was the coordinator. It was the defense. And so now they're stripping it down and they're saying, okay, what does Zayvon Collins do best? We think he can rush the passer. What's Isaiah Simmons do best? Covering the back end as a free safety. So I am tempted. And by the way, like I saw Kazir White in practice Friday and Saturday. He's a big dude. Like he's not undersized. He might be six foot. He's got a thick lower body. He is built. I, I'm not going to say like Fred Warner, but that's the type of body he he has. He's stout. I think Owen Pampo is somebody that's going to play that role eventually. Josh Woods had an interception. It's going to be a defense, in my opinion, that has growing pains early. But November, December, like I, I do think, especially if they can gel against the run, it's a unit that will get better, not worse, like Vance's unit as the season goes on. And it's going to have to be a necessity, right? I mean, yeah. it really is, especially if if nobody emerges from that front seven or that that defensive line. Um, and, and I, I think maybe Saturday that that's a, that's maybe an assignment that we take on along with many, when we're out there amongst the red sea, you know, asking if they can name how many Cardinals defensive linemen can you name, uh, <laughs> out there when we're at the red and white scrimmage, we were talking with Rallis today and it's, you know, when you talk to JG and you ask him about the cornerbacks, the defensive backs, Johnny, uh, yeah. he lights up. And he, he waxes poetic about that group. When you talk to the linebackers and you talk to a former linebacker, former Minnesota Golden Gopher like Nick Rallis, he lights up when he talks about that room. And he talks about kind of the prototype, right? They're, they mm-hmm. have a type. They have uh, they asked primarily about Owen Papo. But he's like, all those guys are built the same. They're kind of the same guy. And they can do a lot of the si- similar things on the playing field. And uh, there's not going to be a big drop-off. It's not going to be like, hey, you've got Zayvon Collins at middle linebacker, maybe Isaiah Simmons, and then you've got Ben Neiman. Like, it's not going to – or Nick Vigil. There's there's not a huge, you know, disp- like big 
big, huge gap between your starters and between, you know, who's who's going to potentially uh, be playing for this team if they suffer injuries or if somebody emerges. So it's it's good to see that the continuity as far as the position and, and then they've got a direction at that position. So uh, the Arizona Cardinals, as far as, you know, this defense and, and the unknowns of it, I think Nick Rollis did a pretty good job and I think he's been good as far as the podium goes. Uh, breaking down, you know, where people should be excited about it. You know, you talk about Zayvon Collins. He, he's a bit bullish on the third-year play, player who's who's switching positions. Great to hear. You know, moving from you know the middle of that defense, being the 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 linebacker to being a uh, an edge. And and Nick Rollis, uh, this is his his thoughts on Zayvon Collins. Yeah, I mean, Zayvon is a big, violent man. Does that answer the question? <laughs> Yeah, no, he he's doing he's doing great, you know. Um, I think we all. Well, how are you going to use Zayvon? That's the question, right? Everyone wants to know, and and the answer is multiple ways, right? He's uniquely athletic for how big he is, and so his role can expand onto the edge. He can stack, um, you know. He can rush inside. He can do a lot of different things, and it's a violent game in the box. Whether you're on the edge, whether you're inside, and he displays that violence. He's violent. He's big. I mean, is that do you need more? He's violent and big. I mean, from a pass rush, I, I think that's immediately like when JG and, and Nick Rollis started to look at film at this and, and, and kind of break down the existing roster and they saw that they had a specimen like Zayvon Collins. They're like, what what are we doing? What are they doing putting this guy in the middle? Like he's a nineteen ninety-four. Like, can we get either get him like giant shoulder pads and let him be like a massive linebacker from the mid nineties, or let's do what he's supposed to do in, in, you know, modern football and put him on the edge and, and have him become an ass kicker. It seems like they're, they're pretty content with where his progress is right now. And, and Zavin's putting in the work, man. I mean, he's out there with Rod Rodriguez every day. I saw them. It was Rodriguez. It was Rollis. It was Zavin Collins. It was like the, the most attention on the sidelines before practice started to, to get going today and, and they're just working on, on his technique. He's not going to be a guy that they, you know, didn't take, you know, time and make sure that he was, he was ready for this position change. I mean, they, they are focusing on Zayvon Collins and he's seeing time with the ones already as an edge rusher. And that that's going to be a guy that has the ability uh, to, to immediately kind of hit the ground running in a new position. Yeah. I Zayvon to me, I think has, the most clout of any pre-existing Cardinal not named, I don't know, like Zach Ertz who played with Jonathan Gannon, like Zayvon Collins to me is everything you want from a player. He's coachable. He's a humble kid. He works hard, right? He played whatever position Vance wanted him to. And I would imagine, and I don't have this sourced that Gannon and Austin Ford sat him down and is like, we're going to do a little bit of a reclamation project. We're going to move you to pass rusher. It might take a year. It might take 18 months. And, and we're going to get you performing at a high level. Look what I did with all those edge rushers. If you're JG, like Sweat and um, Gannon uh, did with uh, Brandon Ingram and uh, Derek, the kid out of Tennessee, too many, Hassan Reddick, too many pass rushers to name in Philadelphia. If I'm Zayvon Collins, I'm just like, do, do whatever you need to do. I'll, I'll listen to whatever you say. You're my Mr. Miyagi, right? So I have more pay. I, and like we... We had fun with Zayvon because Paris Johnson Jr. was was putting him on his back because that's what Paris Johnson Jr. does. But I I have immense patience with Zayvon. Like if this takes all year, he's getting better. I'm okay with it because I think the plan for Zayvon is yeah you're gonna pop, 
it might be this year, it might be late this year, but next year, like you're going to be a starting edge rusher for us with the expectation that you have eight to 12 sacks. I think that's what they're working toward. I don't think this is a, with all due respect to Isaiah Simmons, like this is kind of a last stitch effort. You decline a guy's fifth year option. You put him at this position. You hope it works out, right? They're really kind of crafting a single high safety role for Isaiah to kind of salvage this thing because he's not under contract. I think Zavin, it's much more, hey man, you're out of position. We really think you can help our team. We really yeah. think you're going to be able to, to elevate what we do, especially as Ral has put it, from a run defense standpoint, and I'm excited for that. I think that's an easy box to check because I think Z I think Zavin, I know he can beat guards. I think Zavin's got the ability with his explosiveness that you saw at Tulsa and then early in his NFL career to work some tackles. But he's got he's got to work on his technique and it's not it's not gonna look perfect. Like Washington's got good offensive line play. You know, the Giants have Andrew Thomas. Like he's gonna be tested early, but I if we are if we're sitting here on Sundays and it and it looks rough. I, I trust this plan more so than like the quarterback situation. I have more trust in this than that. Yeah. And, and it's something like if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, something to kind of pivot to where you've, you obviously had expectations for a rookie pass rusher that the Cardinals utilized the second round pick and BJ Ujolari on. You're like, man, I want to see this, this LSU uh, product, the youngest player in this team that's got this, you know, really rock solid skill set that I've heard Nick Rallis uh, really deep dive and he likes his ability to get after quarterbacks and defend the run. And, and it seems like he believes he can be a complete pass rusher. And then you have to temper those expectations, but in its absence, yeah, I think you've got some pretty, you know, good consolation prizes to see how Zavin uh, can, can transition to this position and, and how Cam Thomas, you know, being utilized correctly uh, in his second season after the, the previous regime just completely dropped the ball on that. I mean, Tell me if you've heard that one before. They they they, they didn't they didn't handle somebody correctly and develop them correctly. But you know it's 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 a it's a it's one that we've been intrigued. This position group we've been intrigued by it all off season long, especially when when you know voluntary OTAs opened up and there was Zavin and and you were just seeing like wait he's working with Cam Thomas, Majay Sanders, Dennis Gardeck. like those guys they're pass rushers. He's not with the Kazir Whites. He's not with the Josh Woods of this of this team. He's he's a guy that's he's going to be on the edge and he's gonna and he's gonna try to get after the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, we have seen the Hollywood Brown tweet. We will bring that up. Not right now. We will get into what Hollywood Brown tweeted. Where it's called. Uh, it's a it's a tease. We we got a tease and we are going to get into it. Uh, and I, we can't wait to do so. But uh, Nick Rollis did also talk about another first round pick and his progress. As far as a position change, Nick Rollis talked about Isaiah Simmons, Johnny, as we move from Zaven Collins. This is Nick Rollis on Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, Isaiah has showed up and worked, um, and he's he has gotten better every single day, and I'm I'm very pleased. You can see the the athletic tools, you know, from just getting comfortable from OTAs till now, the athletic tools are just taking over, and he you know he can cover range. Um, I'm excited to when we really get scrimmaging and the pads just got on yesterday, but he can take the ball away. I know those, those plays are coming. So I'm, I am I'm pleased with his progress. He knows what he has to work on. He's going to keep striving every day to improve those things. And yeah, like you said, I think everybody, um, not just Isaiah, but everyone in the defense secondary starting to get more comfortable with the scheme, let it loose, go play. What have you seen so far? 
that athleticism is taking over. And I don't think that that Isaiah Simmons has been put in a position in his career to where his skill set has just been reactionary and he can just go out there and play. And, and that that's exciting. Like it's, I don't know if, uh, if it's, you know, where he, he's talking about Zayvon Collins and he says he's big and he's violent. And he's saying all those catchy, like trigger words that are, that are great, but he's saying also some things that are good about Isaiah Simmons and that he's going to be able to take the ball away. What do we know? Even through like the, the inconsistencies of playing time and, and as far as impact on a down to down basis, we did see, you know, four big game changing plays from Isaiah Simmons. And if Nick Rollis, and this is a business relationship at this point, at this stage in Isaiah Simmons career for him to work in concert with Rollis and JG for him to continue his NFL career, his professional football career, it, it, it only benefits him. He's got to be, you know, this good soldier and he has to listen to what they're going to tell him. Otherwise, you know, he's a guy that's going to get, uh, you know, a, a minimum style contract and, and go try to find a way onto a roster on another team. It's, this is a big year for Isaiah Simmons. And I think everybody understands that. And they understand that they can try to get the most out of him so far in his four NFL careers. Yeah. He's a higher mercenary. Yeah. It's, it's what can you do for me and what can I do for you? And that makes me sound like, Isaiah is a bad teammate. I don't think he's a bad teammate, but I think he's a guy that you get your fifth year option declined as a top 10 pick. Like it's not a good, not a good trend. And, and he could sit there and say, well, my development was hampered by the prior regime. I would totally agree with that. I would agree with Jason Krell, the dollar 99 super chat. This regime is better than the old garbage regime. That might be harsh to some people, but I, I think Zavin and Isaiah are, are poster children for mismanaged development under Vance Joseph. It's one of the biggest reasons I didn't want Vance Joseph anywhere near this team, even more so to some degree than Cliff Kingsbury. Because at least Cliff, you know, Rondell Moore will play, younger younger players will play offensively from time to time. It's like, if you're Vance Joseph, to my co-host's point, it's like, hey, I want Ben Neiman out there over these first round picks, 16th overall pick, 8th overall pick. It's like, what what the hell are we doing? And so if I'm Isaiah, I'm just like, okay, how, how can I fill up my stats sheet? How can I help my team win? How can I set myself up for a payday? Because that's, you know, this might be the only payday that he gets, depending on how his career trajectory goes. I I think him playing free and easy, like when he beat the shit out of Trey Lance at the goal line against the Niners two years ago, that's the Isaiah Simmons we want. Mm-hmm. And then how he took his big bear paw and stuck the ball against Andy Dalton and had a pick six. He's a, a phenom. Nobody's ever argued. This guy's a unicorn. When he has the football, when he's making plays, it's everything else in between that, right? It's, it's all flash, and then there's very little substance. Like, he is not, he's the antithesis of the opposite of Buda Baker, where it's like Buda will make every tackle, he'll make every play, ugly or not. Um, he'll run down players where it's like, oh, that looks like a long touchdown. Buda's the last line of defense. Like, we have to get Simmons to that point where he is cleaning up somebody else's mess defensively. And that's what you're asking to do as a free safety. You're going to ask to help the corner, you're going to be asked to help the linebackers. Occasionally, he might rush the passer, but. Again, like I, I just have immense confidence because Gannon has done it so. I mean, CJ Gardner Johnson was, uh, let's be real here, was a nobody in the casual mind of NFL fans. This guy gets a big time contract from the Detroit Lions, albeit for one year. He's a household name during the Super Bowl run. And he, he had a lot to do with that because he bought in. Gannon is a DB all star maker. And it, my, my argument consistently has been. If Isaiah Simmons is not unlocked under this coaching staff, I just I don't know if it's going to happen with any other with any right. other staff. No, I think that that's the uh, that's the 
the correct observation and take on that. And he's a kingmaker as far as defensive backs go. And JG or Simmons understands that. Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Marco Wilson, who is a very willing listener out there. He realizes that year three is is big for him as well as far as trying to stick around here and, and make some money in this league. Um, it's it was it was great to hear. I, I agree with uh, was it uh, Jim Bedacious? Love hearing from assistant coaches. Absolutely. I mean, you can hear from the head coach only so much, uh, and, and you know it's gonna. You're, Johnny, you were saying it like Jonathan Gannon. We we've heard from him a lot, and and yeah. now to hear some different voices give their takes, especially where uh, they kind of uh, specialize on, on this football team from from Petzing to Rollis and the, and these up and coming coaching stars. And their takes on on the personnel that they're going to be given right out of the gates, uh, really, really fascinating. Let me give you a quick breakdown of what I've heard through people I trust on on Nick Rallis. You guys can take it or leave it. So he's always at the facility. He's an absolute football junkie under the age of 30 and has been compared to a defensive Josh McDaniels. Not as a head coach, but Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator savant with you know the Patriots once upon a time. This, people are comparing Nick Rallis to that and and there was a big reason while Philadelphia and their GM threw a piss fit when Jonathan Gannon took Nick Rollis with him to Arizona and Nick Rollis was supposed to be the defensive coordinator and waiting and Nick Rollis like I'm going with JG and JG convinced him to come coach the Arizona Cardinals defense it I they all understand like this year they want to succeed they want to imprint the foundation of what's going to be their success from years on out but they also know that like this is a learning curve for everybody, and they thrive in that. It's like this guy could be coordinating the Super Bowl defense. I don't know how much he's being paid in Arizona. He likes the big-picture direction of mm. this franchise, right? And he, it's like I'm sure he likes Nick Sirianni, but it's, and Jeffrey Lurie probably offered him a blank check, but it's just at the end of the day, he goes where his people go, and his people are Jonathan Gannon, and that, that gets me fired up. That's why I have an immense confidence in this defense. If, if you mute the noise, if you sift through all the Florio bullshit about, you know, it was JG focused on winning the Super Bowl and you really look at what maybe riled Philly up and pissed them off the most as far as the hiring of Jonathan Gannon, it's that he took Nick Rollis with him. I, I don't think that anybody, I mean, that had to have been probably the biggest sticking point for that organization. Watching, you know, their defensive coordinator, probably not great, you know, heavy as the crown when you win the NFC. And in you're an on the rise team, you know, people are want to get your coaches and get your players. But, you know, the fact that he cherry picked this up and coming, you know, rising star coach and, and brought him with them and, and, and they couldn't, you know, uh, recruit him back. That that probably pissed them off the most. So, you know, Nick Rollis, here's the biggest difference between him and McDaniels. And you can already see it like Nick Rollis gives you uh, really, really in-depth answers and i don't think mcdaniels has the communication skills that nick rollis has and i think that that's what could make nick rollis a more successful head coach to where mcdaniels hasn't been able to show that going from you know an elite coordinator and i think that's fair for mcdaniels what he was able to accomplish in new england and why he's been a subpar coach uh and that's putting it nicely at the nfl level i think nick rollis has the ability to really communicate with his players and communicate with anybody for that matter I promise we're going to talk about Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown in one second. But first, I want to remind everybody, if you're not on BetMGM, what are you waiting for? So, again, we're going to be at BetMGM every single football Sunday, uh, home and away, beginning with week one against the Commanders. And in the meantime, guys, it's the premier sportsbook app 
I've got it right here. Some great bets on tap tonight in Major League Baseball. But then additionally, like you can bet on the preseason. You can bet on the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Denver Broncos at home next Friday. I love that. I love the Cardinals money line in that aspect when that goes live. Again, check that out. I also like everything James Connors over this year, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, how could you not expect number six to go off in an offense right now that is going to run the ball, run the ball effectively? That remains to be seen. But what doesn't remain to be seen is your ability to sign up at BetMGM and use that bonus code PHNX. Now, there's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our folks here in Arizona, place your first bet offer, receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets if it loses. So again, if you put a bunch of dollars on James Conner hitting his over in rushing yards, which I think, guys, is just over 600 yards. Like, how is he not hitting that? Again, receive up to $1,000 back if your bonus bet loses. PHNX is the bonus code. Sign up now. Tell them PHNX Cardinal sent you. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. BetMGM, one of our partnerships that's taking care of us, uh, getting a five dollar bonus bet today just for my birthday, Johnny. I'm just nice. gonna turn. I'm, what, what do you think I'm gonna turn that five bucks into? I mean, a free five dollars. BetMGM is gifting me, and uh, I'm just gonna. What was the What was the bet you you talked about in the end? Well, I talked about James Conner's over, but now I'm thinking there's there's a there's a certain team that's plus two hundred to win Week One against the Washington Commanders. And there's some news that, that could be prevalent to that bet right now. So maybe take a free five spot right. at MGM right. and place it on the cards money line week one. You, you only get birthday gifts from a, a great organization like BetMGM and Four Peaks in my email. I got uh, a birthday present from Four Peaks. They're oh. going to give me a nice little dessert of my choice. And where there's no place better to celebrate your birthday than Four Peaks. Get over there. Have yourself a beer. Have yourself a fantastic dinner, apps, entrees, and, of course, a free dessert. And then have more beer because that's what they specialize in. They got the Kilt Lifter. They got the Wow Wheat. They've got a whole line of IPAs that's going to be suited to your taste standards. Find out which one you love the most. Check out Four Peaks, 8th Street, and Tempe, the OJ location, and also check out them on your socials at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub for the latest on Arizona's premier craft brewery. We asked, uh, of course, that you be 21 if you dabble on their beer and, of course, that you do it responsibly. Um, We do not have that Hollywood Brown graphic yet, but we do have Hector's $5. Yeah, we got it. Oh, we've got it? Yeah. Are you Are you ready for it, though? I don't know. Producer Emma says we don't have it. That was a while ago. Okay. We do have it now? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Let's check it out. So G- G- JPA Football, uh, a news Twitter account, had Adrian Peterson tearing his ACL, came back eight months later and did this in 2012. Over 2,000 yards rushing, 12 tutties, six yards per carry, first team all pro, 2012 most valuable player. Adrian Peterson was simply different. That was quote tweeted by Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Hollywood Brown saying one up next. And then the uh, hands clasped together praying emoji one up next. 
He's going to follow up in the footsteps of Adrian Peterson if we're speculating on what Hollywood Brown makes of Kyler Murray coming back uh, just a little, would it be over, just a little over eight months later after his uh, ACL injury, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, this is this is the biggest story of the day. And I don't, do you, do you think Hollywood knew what he was doing when he did this? Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's nobody who knows Kyler Murray better. I don't care if it's Gannon or... Uh, Drew Petzine or every trainer in that building, I, I would say it's Kyler Murray's parents. And then this man right here knows knows the Arizona Cardinals signal caller better than anybody else. If you don't think that this is legitimate, Hollywood Brown would not put this up without Kyler Murray's consent. Um, and I, again, I think he knew exactly what he was doing. And I think this, I mean, is, people will say we're making too much out of this. This, this reopens the discussion, in my opinion, Hollywood Brown, the best friend of Kyler Murray coming out and saying prayer hands, like aiming for K one to be next. There's a big fucking difference between that and PUP garbage. See in week six. Uh, let me repeat myself. You don't put that out there. And then the team just a couple weeks ago is teasing week one in flight plan to, I don't know. I, right now I was, we were going to spend the second segment. We'll talk about it. Like Colt McCoy didn't throw the football today. Maintenance Colt McCoy who's doing USFL color games in the spring. And I like Colt McCoy. It's like, is, was this, is just this all kind of uh, under the radar and now coming out to be like the team knows is, is that what's happening? Bull Brock? Because again, I Clayton tune, I like Clayton tune as a fifth round rookie. If that's the plan mm -hmm. and Colt McCoy can't throw every third day, you have got to know. And this was our argument in the spring when they didn't sign anybody that Kyler Murray can come back sooner rather than later. I don't think this guarantees anything other than how how can he not be off a of PUP by the season starts? Like there's, there's legitimacy all over this. People are going to argue. People are going to say we're reading too much into it. It's Hollywood Brown that is with Kyler Murray all the time. This is telegraphed, in my opinion. K one week one is is open for business again. There's not a whole lot I can say sometimes regarding Kyler Murray because we see him a lot during closed portions of training camp, right? I mean, until he comes out and like he was today, hanging out with Jonathan Gannon, kind of on the back end of the practice, watching the Cardinals take, you know, half uh, speed reps and on, a, on a light day. Uh, that's the most we see from Kyler Murray. But I can say this, you know, I was in the Cardinals locker room post-practice and Hollywood Brown came in and he sat and talked with his his best friend Kyler for a while. And then, you know, I, I make my way back to do the show and then here's this tweet. And, you know, like you said, this guarantees nothing. But also what I think this does is they're they're talking about it. Him and him and are talking about it. It's an open-ended conversation. They are having conversations as far as when's he going to get back and, and what he's going to do when he returns to the playing field. This is what it is with Colt McCoy right now. And we've got Hector in the chat. I agree with this $5 super chat. Thank you so much, my guy. Just showing some love. Oh, yeah. Tune over McCoy. Here's what they're doing with Colt McCoy. They're spitting and they're getting him ready to go out there and play about six quarters, right? It's like, Colt, let's, do, let's get you in the lab. Let's work on that shoulder. Don't throw more than 30 passes over the course of the next 36 hours. We got to get you from the commanders, and then we're going to take it one game at a time if you have to play against the commanders. That's what's happening, in my opinion. Colt McCoy resting his arm every third day does not mean, like, cannot mean Kyler Murray can't come back until week six.
They're just there's nothing that computes with that. You watch Colt McCoy not practice, and you think he can get the baton to Kyler Murray in October. That's been my argument since day one, and it's not fair to Clayton Tune. That's also been our argument on this show. And now you have this put out. It's just like Colt McCoy is the contingency plan week one if Kyler Murray can't go. But if he can't go, it's not going to be long after that. I, I just like you're you're not putting this stuff out there if he at least is not going to try. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Kyler Murray is done hearing about the Kyler Murray slander. He's done hearing the garbage. He's done hearing about he's missing the whole year. He certainly knows and hears about the Caleb Williams stuff. His his offensive coordinator and his general manager are being asked about Caleb Williams in the press conference, are being asked about taking quarterbacks next April. And then, then this tweet comes out. Right. Now, over my dead body, says Kyler Murray, I'm coming back. I think this is a great day for Cardinal fans. Again, a lot of people are thinking I'm overreacting. Yesterday, I said that there are co-number one quarterbacks. I still believe that on this <laughs> roster. And now, Kyler Murray, K1 in week one. Buckle up. Uh, you just, everything you just said is it's null and void now. No, because you brought back on. the stupid co-quarterback thing with Clayton Toon and Colt McCoy. Now? And I'm getting slandered in the comments because they think good, I'm good. carrying Watch water him. for Colt McCoy. Look, I, I just think it's if you're looking at a start to the season without Kyler Murray, I think the more reasonable approach would be to take the veteran quarterback, not a guy that threw three interceptions against SMU, uh, the powerhouse that is uh, the How Mustang. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Josh Allen completed like two passes against Iowa uh, yeah, as a, as a but it, it took him a little bit to find to find his way uh, at the NFL 11 I don't it think did, that Clayton Tune is is not going to find his way I think that he's a great prospect and yeah, I, I will and I not like argue if if it's one game of of either I would have Colt McCoy in there a hundred percent if I knew right now and I we might know I think we might know what's going down based on that tweet alone Producer Emma, can we see the tweet one more time from Hollywood Brown? So this was, uh, it was via JPA Football, a news source on on Twitter for NFL News. Uh, Adrian Peterson tore his ACL, came back eight months later, and did this in 2012. It goes through just an absurd season, over 2,000 yards, 12 tutties, first team All Pro, NFL offensive MVP. AP was simply different. And then Hollywood Brown responds with one up next, number one in the Arizona Cardinals, of course, is Kyler. Murray eight months and you know I, I said this a couple weeks ago when he put, got put on the pup and and you know it continues it doesn't pretty much slam the door on him returning uh earlier than people expected that if if there's an exception if somebody's going to follow in the footsteps of another former sooner who's, who's just as equally as an athletic freak it's a guy who's drafted in the top 10 in two professional sports leagues and Kyler Murray to Adrian Peterson I think Austin Ford was given every chance yesterday to kind of dispel Kyler's early return, saying we have immense confidence in Colt and Clayton, and we're going to make have immense caution with Kyler's recovery. What did Austin Ford say? He didn't say that. What did he say? He said, we're going to play Kyler when Kyler's ready to play. When Kyler tells us he's ready to play, he's going to play. Does anybody think that's going to be in October at this rate? I, I, I We got a long way to go. As K1 said to us on Saturday at the time, it's not even August yet. Uh, I, I don't think this guarantees anything, but I, sure. I certainly thinks that it, it gives a significant doubt to him being on PUP to start the year. I'm looking I, at I the door and I see light. Uh, it's, it's sneaking through, right? It's not completely shut. And and that's important. That's, that's, I think that when, especially since Imani Austin Ford said it most recently, this is not a linear 
uh, injury. It's not something where it's just progress and you work your way up, right? And, and through a timeline, it's something where you have good days, you have bad days. But if you if you put him on pup and and you have anticipate him being on pup to start the season and you close the door now, then that means it's there's just zero chance. Like it, it could continue to be the slimmest chance, and we're blowing up a Hollywood Brown quote tweet. Uh, too much, and, and, and I'm sorry if, if we're you know putting expectations out there that that shouldn't be. But uh, I mean, no. it keeps Everybody the door the open. The door, the door is really a jar, good. and it feels like it's going to be a jar for the remainder of, the, of training camp in the preseason until we figure out you know what the Cardinals are, are really going to do. Are they going to keep him on pup to start the season? Are they going to IR him, or are they going to you know put him on the active roster? And and he still very well couldn't play week one, but keeping the door open for him to come back before week four. So. Uh, it's, you love it. I love it's fuel to the fire. And, and that's, you know, what this organization needs, especially at the quarterback position. Everybody in the chat ran with it. And, and you guys dictate what we talk about, not how we think, but we're, we're on the same page as everybody in this chat. You see that tweet and we're tagged in it and everybody sees it. That's not, that's not a nothing tweet. People who have an agenda against the team and have an agenda against Kyler Murray will say, you guys are making too much out of that. I mean, like they're literally together all the time. They're together all. You don't think Kyler Murray has told Hollywood Brown, like, yeah, I, I'm ready to come back as soon as possible to stick it to everybody. I want to be out there throwing the rock with you. Remember, they were robbed of a chance to play prolonged stretches last year because, you know, Kyler missed a little bit of time, obviously, at the end of the year. And then Hollywood missed all the all that time after the Seattle game. Like, both of them are, are basically, it's like, Kyler's not playing year to year. Hollywood is. Hollywood needs a new contract too. Hollywood wants to play with his best friend, and and Hollywood's with him. Sees how his prog progress is going. I also just feel like Kyler Murray to me has an opportunity, and I don't want to put you know a false sense of you know hope within the fan base and, and put too much on Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray can can squash even more of the narrative narratives against him if he comes back week one. Now that's not fair to say because I what if he plays poorly? What if he re-injures himself? People there, there will still be skeptics. But like the reaction to his injury and subsequent projections and predictions of what was going to happen was missing the whole year, sitting out most of the season. I mean, like you put the Superman cape on you and you come back week one. I, I don't care if he throws three interceptions that first game, as long as he's healthy. It's just like, yeah, he proved everybody wrong and he worked his ass off. And you can't put a could put a litmus test or measure how much a guy wants it. And I, I think that's in, in some way what Hollywood Brown is, is trying to prepare us all for is like Kyler Murray is going to come back and he's going to come back a new man and a new player ready to kick everybody's ass. You don't just yeah. put that out there. There's This is not a, a soft landing spot on a pillow, you know, after Thanksgiving. This, this is, he wants to ride or die with K1 for 17 games this season. And I th I see some truth to Jalen Blair saying maybe he just thinks he's going to come in and ball out. Not necessarily he's going to be there from game one through seven, you know, seventeen games of the season. Like, what's it going to? Wh what would it take for Kyler Murray? When would it be a realistic time for him to come back? If he misses the opener, for him to come back and claim the comeback player of the year award. What's your game in mind? I think he can miss two to three games, and. But again, like to do that, you got to play well and you got to make your team viable. I would think to get comeback player of the year, he would either need to have a huge year statistically or they'd have to have a winning record in his game started. Yeah. And I, again, like uh, 
people say I'm nuts. Like, I think this receiving core is going to be good. I think it's going to be underrated. They have a fourth place schedule. It's again, I'm not going to get off on a, on a tangent here, Bill Brock, but what have we been saying since the post draft? Everybody who predicts this team is going to be terrible. That's, that's fine. That's your prog. If, if it's Colt McCoy and this defensive tackle group, I'm with you. But you, the minute you insert a top 10 quarterback in the NFL into your lineup, that's going to put an emphasis on play action, run game, and then showcasing a lot of this new this new weaponry, they're, they're going to be in more games than people think. They're going to be much more competitive and win more games than people think. Yeah, uh, Jalen Blair, mid-October, there's still, uh, what do you say? If uh, Man, if he's back mid-October, that's still a win. People forget he will never come back in the same the same from this injury look at chase young it took him over a year to get back we got ben cork saying new york home opener free matter for the blind saying i think game three vanessa saying i've said for a long time i think it's going to be before week three uh look i i i'm in for all of those timelines and also you know the comeback player of the year it's kind of a, a sham of an award i'll well, say it's that like right Tannehill got it after he, he came back from sucking he was bad at football and then he wasn't. And they said, Hey, here's your trophy for comeback player of the year. Yeah. And then there's legitimate, you know, reasons like Alex Smith or Adrian Peterson. One of the shows um you were away for when Shane came on, we talked a little gambling. De Demar Hamlin's gonna win the award. Yeah. He's like plus dead. ten thousand, which is great. That's fine. And I don't want to put extra pressure on Kyler Murray. This show is doing a, a parade, you know, down front street if Kyler Murray's not on PUP to start the year, because that sends the message that it it literally becomes he becomes day to day. It's not we'll see in four to six weeks. It's literally could he play this weekend? Could he play next weekend? Is he practicing today? What is that? It becomes the biggest story in the valley. With all due respect to everything else, when Kyler Murray is removed from the PUP, and I again I said it was fifty fifty a couple of days ago that he would be. I now I'm saying eighty twenty based on this on this tweet right here. I, I don't think they're going to put him on PUP. They may keep him stashed on the roster. I thought you were saying for week a couple one, weeks. I apologize. What's that? Oh, for <laughs> week one. No, I, I, I'm with everybody in the chat. If 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 somebody came to me right now and said, Johnny, would you take week three? Hundred percent, I would take that. Yeah. Even if it meant he's healthy and he's sitting the first two weeks, and I didn't know about it. Hypothetically, give me give me the first month of the season. That's incredible. And then that feeds into the narrative. Like I, I'm I'm banging on Colt McCoy. It's an easy target right now because I don't want to watch him for six weeks. If I know that Colt McCoy. It's a one-and-done scenario, or it's two games max. I feel way better about what's happening right now. And I understand that that's the plan. I just know and have been talking with some folks close to the team. It's like they don't know, really. Like, honestly, they tell you they yeah. don't know. They don't know. And so it could conceivably be Colt McCoy until mid-October. That's a horror show for Cardinal right. fans. It's, not, it's, it's just not going to be a good thing. But this is evidence of Kyler Murray in his, in his inner circle, they're talking about it. They're talking about an earlier-than-expected return uh, enough to where he puts up a season that comps to what, what Adrian Peterson did at the running back position. And that's that's all you'll take at you know, August 2nd uh, before the season. You are literally outside your mind if you don't think that, that tweet has meaning. I can't, like, I can't help you. If, you. if you think that that's just Hollywood... On it at home on I'm his couch. Like, oh yeah, let me just let me just quote tweet this and just give my boys some love. It's like they're they're in they're in the loop. Um, we got a, a nice little birthday 
super chat for my guy Ooh. Bo Brock. Alex, uh, four ninety nine. Thank you, thank you so much. Happy birthday, Bo. Bo, use this. Go get yourself some Four Peaks beer. Uh, how about that pumpkin porter coming out here pretty soon? That that might be one to try. I Alex, they tapped it. Yeah, they Alex, come tap. out at MGM this fall. We'll buy a, a pumpkin porter if you're in the area, my friend. Pumpkin, double pumpkin. Thank you for the, uh, yeah, absolutely for the Four Peaks beer. But this is the get Hollywood Brown. Just uh, that that's the gift everybody was. I, I want to share it with everyone. This this little just optimistic uh, tweet from Hollywood Brown. And, you know, before this, his last tweet was July 27th. Uh, and, and he tweets like once every couple of days. It's, mm. it's just not it's not something where he's just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks and, and seeing what gets, you know, a bunch of likes or, or retweets. I mean, like I said, he, he was talking to Kyler an hour before this thing hit the, hit your timeline. You don't think Kyler Murray thinks of himself in the same caliber of freakish athlete as Adrian Peterson. People are going to scoff at that. It's like, no, no, no. You're drafting the top 10 of both pro baseball and pro football. You're the first overall pick and you you can move like Kyler Murray can in the open field, and you're the winningest high school quarterback in the history of Texas football, and you won the Heisman Trophy. Like Kyler Murray and, and Adrian Peterson went to Oklahoma; they both won Heisman trophies. Kyler thinks of himself in that freakish category, and, and he should. So very very much telegraphed. You don't have to convince me. We saw this. People put put us in tap with this when the show started, and I saw that. And I'm just like, well, we're, we're back on this. This put the put this speculation of uh pup on the side for a second we know where kyler murray is his mindset's week one what about uh when you need a nice burrito where's your mindset go uh you know where it goes a little <laughs> breakfast burrito from my friends let's hear everybody in the chat who are my friends who give me the best best breakfast burrito uh it's our folks at burrito express bill no doubt about it burrito express of course crushing the burrito game in multiple valley locations course their tempe location you can go get yourself a delicious burrito breakfast burrito you can get the bean and cheese the og you can get the machaca they all go super hard over at burrito express the fine folks over there when asu announced that they were going to have a huge partnership uh you know um unveiling today i thought that it was going to be the burrito express sun devil stadium unfortunately it was some like uh, that would be better some bank or whatever but it would have been way better uh more synonymous of course with tempe's burrito express than that grab a burrito and follow burrito express on twitter at burrito exp unbelievable partner here for for uh phnx johnny uh, i love this comment from nick i'm here for it and people are going to say we're nuts i agree with nick i'm sorry but if k1 comes back and it's like the old k1 I think the Cardinals sneak into the wild card playoff game. Listen, I'm not going to say that's likely. If you get Kyler Murray for 17 games, I think you just you take the prediction for this season and you wipe your ass with it. And you just say, hey, game on, new season. Let's check it out. I'll tell you what I don't wipe my ass with is my, are my Shady Rays because they're flipping fantastic. Uh, best pair of sunglasses Worst I've ever had. transition ever. <laughs> uh, listen, they. I wear them in the pool. I wear them to exercise. I wear them out and about in the east valley uh because again premier sunglasses not a premium price check them out use that promo code phnx you're going to get 50 percent off two plus pairs hello uh they've got so many awesome selections again they they look like they should be way more expensive than they actually are yet they're super super durable so go to shadyrays.com use that promo code phnx 50 percent off two plus pairs of sunglasses try it for free 
uh, five stars from over 250,000 people. They they are tremendous. I can't wait to buy more. I got it up here for every member of my family, my my in-laws, my parents. I'm just like, guys, you have to check out these sunglasses. They're unbelievable, and they are so, so affordable. Do not check. Do not miss it. Check it out. ShadyRays.com. Um, okay, so hard transition from a smooth transition to a hard yeah. one. Okay. So, tell you something I don't wipe my ass with. <laughs> <laughs> We're fired up over Kyler Murray. The Cardinals would like you all to be fired up over their new stadium food. Can I? Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah. Okay. So the Cardinals have have introduced a bunch of new stadium food. I'm guessing they want people to figure out or forget that they didn't pay for player food. They're like, no, no, no. Look, we can make good food here, and it's not it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. So uh, a bunch of different outlets have reported on this, and I took what I thought were the most interesting choices. Okay. I'm going to pose it to my co-host. My co-host has not seen these in depth yet. We haven't done a deep dive yet. So I'm going to pose these to you, Bo Brock, one at a time, and I want everybody in the chat to participate as well and tell me, Thumbs up, would you eat this? Thumbs down, you're going to pass on this if you're at a Cardinal game. Not if you're at home in front of a couch because I think we damn near eat anything. It's the you're copper drop, here. right? We're, right. we're stealing a segment. The Suns do copper drop, Emma. Yeah, PHNX Suns But I want you to drop. envision yourself eating this at the stadium. Yeah. Okay? So copper drop, number one, let's go with the Mexican street corn dog. This is $10 at State Farm Stadium. Crispy breaded corn dog covered in Chico corn. Mexican, uh, creme, uh, cottage cheese, chipotle mayo, jalapeno sauce available to purchase at State Farm Stadium. Again, $10. You copping or dropping this? Absolutely. $10. That's that's decent stadium pricing right there. And street corn always goes hard. And it's tough to screw up. So, it, this yeah, is a big absolutely. Too. I'm in on that. Um, next up, uh, these are the Southwest egg rolls. These are a little pricier, 15 bucks. So they're, they're egg rolls. They have diced chicken. Chico corn, black beans, avocado ranch, which I love. Pico de gallo, uh, again, a new entry. The Southwest egg rolls, cop or drop? I'm going to drop that one. A uh, little bit pricey for three little egg rolls. And I, I just, you know, I'm all for fusion. I'm all about that. But this is this seems like it, it was done wrong. <laughs> Free matter for the blind, thumbs up, cop. Getting some love for them. I, I think they look a little like burnt in those photos and like those are supposed to be your best pictures there there are egg rolls that look like they'll melt in your mouth those those look a little 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 rough look like um, jack-in-the-box egg rolls yeah the ones that have been in on this yeah you said it. they've been I on think. the rollers too long emma help me pronounce this next one look look club croquettes is that what you pronounce it yes maybe croquettes, croquettes. they're 12 bucks they look good twelve dollars for these uh little Fried ham, turkey, Swiss, Monte Cristo balls, uh, raspberry yeah. sauce, powdered sugar. Definitely copying, I think, to eat bowl, but for 12 bucks, you bu you buying this at the stadium? No, but here's what I'll say. If if, if there's somebody with an hors d'oeuvre, uh, just tray, I'll probably pop a couple of these bad boys in my mouth. Just just out of just in, in one motion, just throwing them. In. I mean, you're big time. So yeah, but I would I wouldn't seek these out. Yeah, you're not going up and saying, give me those for 12, 12 bucks. Right. Um, I've saved the best two for last because I think they're incredibly <laughs> polarizing. Um, uh, the the last one is just unbelievable. I can't believe they did this, and the photo is unbelievable. That's a hell of a tease for you. Footlong fries, they are what they say they are, $9. Um, a lot to take in with this. It's no. drizzled with sour cream, hickory ranch sauce, uh, a little bit of chives. I just, why why are they so long? 
why can't you cut them in half and give me more toppings? Disturbing. Yeah. These are, these are like uh, alien fingers. I, you know, I think what we've done as a civilization, as a society with the potato, uh, we've done a lot of great things, right? And, and, and including just the fry, right? You got waffle fries, you've got shoestring fries, you've, you've got a fry for any purse, steak fries, this footlong fries, there, there's no way that they're crispy. There's no way that you can deep fry them a certain amount of length. There's no, there's no, you know, perfect timing that you can pull these from the deep fryer to where they're not just big footlong soggy fries. And I'm out on that. And how much were they? I'm sorry, I missed that. They were nine bucks. They're one of the more yeah. affordable things. But can you imagine like somebody eating these? Like, I guess I imagine, I imagine you and Mrs. Venerable, Lady in the Tramp style. Uh, on each end and, and meeting in the middle once you that's, devour that's, your foot long horrifying image. Uh, free <laughs> matter for the blind. There's some GMO in those potatoes. Laugh out loud. All right. Uh, I saved the best for last. Uh, drum roll, please. The coup de gras, the chef's kiss, the big red chicken, and bunt cake for $14. I, I said before the show, it looks like something my kids made jalapeno, honey glazed chicken tenders. Served over maple glazed red velvet bunt cake. I think nice idea, but I there's a lot no, there's a lot going on here. That's not a nice idea. It's two two. If you separate them, they're two solid ideas on their own. But you don't mix these two. You don't say, hey, let's uh let's launch some chicken tendies into some bunt cake. Let's just just wedge them in there. What is going on here? I mean, I like the the chicken tendies like. I, my mouth started watering a little bit in red velvet bunt cake. Yeah, I'm on board with both of those, but it's not something it's it's not something like peanut butter and jelly is delicious. And, and so is our, our pork chops if you're done right. But you don't mix the two. You don't make a peanut butter, jelly and pork chop sandwich. Uh, uh, Coney in the chat looks like the whole organization is tanking food included. <laughs> it just. I've seen some of the, and they're, they're, this isn't everything. They've, they've done some other stuff and they're a little bit more conventional, but. These, this is just, these are, these are big swings by the Cardinals. I don't, can we not just get a good burger or a good pork tenderloin, something like that? They're just, they kind of go off the deep end. That, that to me, can we get that picture up one more time? Cause I kind of a little bit want to dissect what we're seeing here. The red velvet has like, I don't know what's the, like the green stuff in it. It look it's not mold. I know it's, that. But it's it, chocolate chips, Johnny. Oh, Okay. So uh, most most um, red velvet bunt cakes specifically have chocolate chips hmm. to keep oh. the moisture um, okay. because bunt cakes are traditionally more of a moist type of cake. Hmm. Um, so it just holds the moisture and the, I'm, yeah. Hey, Emma, did you work at like everything bunt cakes back <laughs> before this show? No, I just I just have a lot of like weird food knowledge. In Cole in the chat, you get a kit. Here's what I will say. Cole's right. You get a chicken and a cake for 14 bucks. That's a win. In for that. That's that's not bad. But then but you have like you probably have remnants of like it. fried chicken skin in your bun cake. And that's just that I'm out on that. Interesting. Interesting selection. Again, we got those from the Republic and they're all over the internet. The Cardinals are introducing some some new choices to the to the the, menu. Uh, the elite menu is just across the way from State Farm Stadium, Bet MGM Sportsbook has the best nachos in town. Uh, it's got a great burger. The entire yep. menu goes absolutely nuts. It's not going to, they're not going to just try to come up. They're not going to like smoke a bunch of a weed and just kind of come up with crazy com munchy combos like yeah. that this happened. Like, no, yeah, it was. They were just, they were hanging out 
and like, all right, we've been tasked by the organization to come up with some some exotic food combinations that are gonna get some headlines. And this is what they did. And some guy, he's like, he stopped watching Pineapple Express and he said, Hey, I've got an idea. How about we take chicken tendies, which everybody loves, and then everybody loves a red velvet bun cake, and let's just smash them together. Yeah, I just so much good food in the valley. Maybe you know, do what you want to do. Maybe take a pass on that. Maybe invest uh, your funds in Illegal Pete's because yeah. they've got some great food. Kick back, enjoy. Their margs are fantastic. They've got buckets of high noons for just 22 bucks. So you can get five high noons at Illegal Pete's when you're dabbing on all their tremendous food. Their menu is unbelievable. You get those five high noons for 22 bucks. Uh, Illegal Pete's, follow them on Instagram. They're fantastic. Uh, a staple here in the Valley. Uh, great food. We're so fortunate, like all of our partners that we partner with, uh, coincidentally, have great food. Burrito Express, BetMGM, Legal Pete's. Um, check them all out. I mean, like, are you, are you going to be tempted to try some of that food when you're there at game day ever? Are you ever going to just go get the bunt cake and, and chicken tenders? No. Not going to do that? No. I won't. Fair enough. I, I, don't, um, I wish I could expand. I'm just not. No, Johnny, not. we, we kind of want Bo for the post game. So <laughs> yeah. if, if we want Bo for the post game, we're in, yeah, stay away. Uh, yeah, Bo can't make Finally, it. Yeah, oh, I had the egg rolls and the bunt cake chicken tendies, and I can't leave the press box restroom. Uh, we have a huge announcement incoming within the next 24 hours as it relates to this show. Uh, one of the biggest things that we have done, not only PHNX Cardinals, but PHNX All City in general, Mr. Bo Brock. And uh, yeah, we've got we've got something to, to share with you guys. We've been teasing it, Bo, for some time, and tomorrow it goes public. Can't really elaborate on this, but you can see this graphic for our audio only listeners. There is a uh, there's there's an there's a a person, right? And it looks like uh, the shadow of. Maybe a player, and it says coming soon, PHNX Cardinals podcast. I think a lot of people ask me privately. I know they did. Mm -hmm. Guests. I know we can't really say a whole lot, but yeah, we've had some big guests on the show, and uh, they haven't gotten their own hype train private graphic. So no, uh, this is this is a big deal for the show, and I think the future and the insight we're we're getting on this show. So. Uh, Keep keep your sights set on PHNX Cardinals on Twitter. Uh, check out, of course, gophnx.com. <laughs> Wait, can you dispel this? Can you confirm or deny this uh, from Ben, Johnny, and Pads? Is, is that an old – is it maybe just you're going to hit the playing field again? Are, are you going to vie to be the quarterback? Well, um, listen, they, they don't want any part of me during these pajama practices, right? <laughs> I, they'll be in pajamas. I'll be suited up in pads, and it'll be uh, it'll be ugly, me trying to cover somebody out there. By the way, did you see, I think it was on Twitter, we don't have the clip, uh, go check it out, Cam Cox, Channel 12, uh, Buda Baker trying to cover Greg Dorsch today. Is that guy just That was yesterday. Yesterday, gotcha. Yeah, that was he's unfortunate. Un he's un he's unbelievable. Uh, Bidwell I, I would never do, I don't think I'd ever do that to Buda. I think, uh, what's Cam doing? I mean, Cam got a one-on-one -on -one with Buda, and he's going to do him that dirty by putting, Dorch put him on ice skates out there? Uh, I don't this lot, lot of, lot of moving parts, a lot of good stuff. Uh, did Bo get his QB one Colt on the show? Ooh, great question, Bo. Is that what we're doing? That'd be tough. That'd be a tough sell for Colt to come on this show after the last week. 
Can you imagine it coming soon? And Johnny tr- had a whole week of just trashing him from, from <laughs> hey, Saturday Colt, to you, man. Colt's like, I have the internet. I've yeah. seen what you've done. Ben Cork, Johnny with the tricep implants. Implants? Come on now. Show your Can you confirm or is it Isaiah Simmons? I can't say. We can't say. <laughs> did you finally did did you finally get your white well? Did you finally get Isaiah to come on the show? We'll see. I'm guessing you guys will have to wait till tomorrow. In the meantime, become a diehard gophnx.com hat shirt for free. Uh this this is a big deal for the, for this company. Isaiah Simmons is going to come on the show beat the shit out of me. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just we're live and it's just I, I'm running away from Isaiah in this in an empty stadium. <laughs> oh man, that would that would go crazy as far as views. And that would you'd be taking one for the that. team for sure. It, it was that will I sacrifice my body for we're just for, sitting there brainstorming session like hey what what could get more eyes and ears on this podcast and Johnny's like well I've been a real shithead to Isaiah Simmons I think he'd beat my ass on a live stream let's see if we can make it happen Saul can you make a few calls let's go <laughs> let's just, go, just Isaiah and I in a warehouse somewhere undisclosed location he's just, yeah he's <laughs> Isaiah got, Simmons like bet I'll be there <laughs> He's like cross promoting. He's beat my ass with one hand, and he's like, "These are my highlights from last year. This is why I should be paid." BFF, you don't know what you're talking about. Chase, let Simmons tackle Johnny and pads one time. I would sign up. I would easily sign up for that. The Cardinals gave me a kill you. If I had to sign a waiver and you put me in pads on the Cardinals field and we filmed it, I would let it. I would high and tight with the football. I would let him come free tackle me. It would be bad, but I would do it. You're you're the content king, man. That's that's why you're one of Anything the best. Anything for the brand. Anything yep. for, the, for this right here, and all of you in the chat. You guys are unbelievable. Uh, in all seriousness, <laughs> um, we've had a banner start to the month of August. Uh, training camp uh, has been a lot of fun, and the fun only continues because they're open practices. Uh, hands up in the chat. Who is going to be at the red and white practice? Open to the public on Saturday. Uh, your guy, your guy, Bo, and all of you. Hopefully. Let's Emma. have some fun. Come hang out. Say what's up. Um, we are going to have our post-game show for the Red and White. So if you're not able to come out and you want to know exactly what went down at State Farm Stadium, check out that show. Um, because, I mean, this is the last weekend. We don't have Arizona Cardinal football preseason or otherwise. And uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. It's, a, it's unbelievable. Uh, the news from Hollywood Brown and the tweet from Hollywood Brown, it's easy to just slap a like. It's also easy to slap a like for the big announcement coming tomorrow. Isaiah Simmons is going to come and beat the shit out of Johnny Venerable. <laughs> live on air. No, it's even bigger than that. And you got to be here at 430 uh, post-Cardinals tra- training camp tomorrow. GM Saul Bookman is actually going to confirm. I, I think you just dwarfed your own story because I don't think anybody gives a shit about our announcement. They just want to see Johnny get fucking smashed by Isaiah Simmons. And to be true, so do I. Oh, come on now. Let's go, Isaiah. I could have played in the <laughs> ACC. Anybody can play in the ACC. Just kidding. All right. Everybody have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you Thursday. PHNX Cardinals.